How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Arts Network, episode 15. In this episode, I really want to cover just how unique situations are and how you can decide whether each situation is going to be a positive or a negative one. So in this podcast, I bring on a local guest from my high school, and we've recently reconnected out of high school, and now that we're both in college, um, we've gone kind of different routes, and it's it came full circle when we wanted to talk about business, and this, this artist uh, initially was on Crystal Palace Media because of his love for playing the guitar, and now... We, we talk about business, things that he's taken away from his time out of high school, his kind of intro into entrepreneurship and marketing. So it's a great little podcast for those wanting to start their own business, wanting to become more successful and just more knowledgeable in the field of marketing and social media marketing. Sebastian and I are going to be business partners in the future. I already know it because he has hunger about him that I'm going to be a little selfish here that I want to attach myself to. I want to grow with him because it's better to surround yourself with people that are equally as hungry as you are because it gives you some accountability to hold on to. So without further ado, Sebastian Franco. Sebastian Franco, thank you for coming on here today. You are one of the close friends that I've had the opportunity to reach out to after starting Crystal Palace Media, after starting the Artist Network, and you have some ambitions. You have many ambitions, forgive me, and it's good to see that you're putting it into action, and I want to know what you're doing right now for the people that are listening right now, they can understand your goals, your vision, what you're doing right now, how you got into this, things that you're doing inside, outside of school, and then we can finish with plans for the future. So without further ado, Sebastian Franco, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Brandon, for having me. And uh, yeah, it's good to know that we've maintained a friendship and how it's grown outside of school from me playing guitar, filming, me being on that. So now we can discuss something much different, which is business and just alternate routes that people can take for their future and how the decisions that they make now, how a lot of them don't carry the weight that they truly think they do. But the reason I'm here today is to discuss what I'm doing, which is um, marketing, and tutoring and as far as the marketing goes i specialize in facebook advertising for real for real estate agents and it is something that i was doing but i'm not anymore and how i got started doing that is i came across an agent and i noticed he didn't have much of a facebook presence presence or if not instagram and how a lot of these guys that have been in the business, it could be any business for uh, real estate, um, if you're a lawyer, anything like that, and how 
a lot of these guys have been there for so long, how much they don't take social media seriously. Yeah. And how much of a rather tool, old industry. Exactly. And how much of a tool it can be to grow for them to grow and make more money. So from then on out, I dedicated months to learning marketing and effective advertising, how to make Facebook ads, what to put in the ads and like how to properly run them so that it can generate them income. And so to, to just provide value to that person. So as I got more comfortable and I learned how to use Facebook ads, I reached back out to him. I said, listen, I'm just basic and saying how I can provide value by leveraging his social media, making it, making his Facebook better and targeting specific groups of people that will generate him leads because real estate's ba- you make your money based on pretty much how many people you talk to. If you talk to more people, you're going to make more money. So by reaching out to people through Facebook, which they're on and then target areas, then that can generate, yeah, bring, bring them more business. So we discussed over a lunch of what I offer and what I can do for him. And it was very uh, nerve wracking because I'd never done it before. So it, I had to come from a place where I knew what I was doing, which I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of getting my feet wet, but I had done the research. I had watched as many videos as possibly could on the topic. So my knowledge was as good as it was going to be until I actually got started. So at that time, I was very important too when you reach out to people and finding potential clients for yourself is not to come across as a salesman and like that you're selling something where you're kind of leeching from them because people don't appreciate that. You want to connect with people on a human level, you know, like a human level so you can actually, you're coming from a business owner to another business owner. Like you're coming from the same, same place. What are are some ways that you, trade yourself as not a salesman and more of a someone that can help them. Mm-hmm. And the way I got around that was by dis- discussing normal things of what he's going, what's going on with him, what his target demographic is, like how his business is going in general and just getting a feel for what he needed himself. So if he needed more leads, then that's what I'll have to specialize my person, like personalize his own, how do I put it? Uh, that's how I like an agenda to do list. Yeah. Like a to do list, like sort of, like, I don't know how to put it, but just for what, whatever he needed, then that's what I would do. And that's what he would pay me for. So I figure that out first, get the information. And then I would just tell him what I offer and how the potential, like show him how the money can be made. And if you can't convey on an, it's important to convey also on a logical and emotional level. So an example would be talk about his future, like what his goals are for the future and put yourself in that, uh, put yourself with his future. So tie it in. 
So I want to be a part of, this is for an example, I want to be a part of your dream to sell uh, a thousand homes and just be along with you on this process of making you more money and blah, 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 blah. So it's tying yourself in with him and building that connection and connecting, you know, not just saying like, okay, this is my package. You pay me this amount of money, pay me this. And like, yeah, blah, and not actually connecting with him, like what his needs are. And you just have a sales pitch right beforehand. Well, he may not need that or require your service in any way and immediately be turned off because you're not even listening to what he wants or any of that. In a way, he's pitching to you. Yeah. And you listen after listening to everything that he says or whoever you're pitching to after listening to anything that they're telling you and you know you can offer that or any way, then toward the end, you sum it up by, listen, um, we're gonna get you that, we're gonna get you that, uh, that specific person or this specific thing because you've listened to what is, what he needs. And after saying that, like, said that a thousand times, but it's important to just listen and then develop your pitch toward the end, not to go into it already trying to trying to sell yourself, you know? Right. Because if you're not a good fit or if you don't know, like, what he's talking about or say he requires some other platform, like, you're sending out, like, making an email list or anything else that you have no idea what it is. You can't lie and say, oh, yeah, no, I, I can do that. And if you have no idea what you're doing, so... There's going to be chance. There's going to be times when you have no idea, you know, and then the fit's just not there. And uh, that's not someone for you. So you got to be compatible and know the services you offer and the value that you're going to bring them. Because if you don't bring them any results, well, they basically, if they do go through to pay you, then they've wasted money. That's a lost client's. And a good way to build up clientele in a marketing business, social media, is through referrals and having a good reputation with people. And they can go back to you and just say nothing but good things. And uh, they know that they know that you can provide, you know. But if you don't and you're all talk or you half-ass it, then you're not going to succeed and do very well in this business. And as far as my own personal, like, like my own experience, I got it. I didn't reach out to as many people as I could because I didn't have, I had no, I didn't have an interest of just reaching out to like, a bunch of different agents in this in this market and that was because of obviously school and I was also tutoring kids on top of this but I realized that this has this business has this business model has so much potential of of scaling like growing 
in a much bigger and making you more money. Because if you have multiple clients, say you're charging one client two grand or a thousand, even a thousand dollars. Well, if you're going to make a six figure income, two grand, you, you'd only need eight clients or not even, not even that, like four, like four solid two grand clients a month and you're just serving them can potentially be like, that's a solid, that's a solid living right there. And the amount of money that, that, yeah, well, that's, that's just solid money right there. Right. And how there's so much potential just to grow this, if you know what you're doing and by reaching out to people and they know that you can provide. So, yeah. Were you taken into marketing before in real estate or when did an interest in one spark and how did it transition into the other? Mm -hmm. So last summer, like summer of 2018 is when this whole interest came about. It was because I didn't want an actual job, but I need to make money. And it wasn't because I was lazy. It was like, you know what? I wanted to try something just different. And marketing was a big interest of mine since I was younger. Like, you know what? I'll go to school, whatever, get a, get a marketing degree or like anything like business related. Like, no, I'll go to school and eventually it'll come. But I was like, there has to be a way to shortcut that process and just dive right into it from learning. So I got started in August, which is when I met him. And through August to December, I wasn't doing very well. And it was frustrating. You're I mean, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I learned how to make these ads. And you would see that the engagement was down or people would click the ads. They wouldn't do anything with it or just, and you're basically wasting money on ads. Cause a part of how you charge your client um, say it's in a thousand dollar package. And then on top of that, they're spending 700 on just ads. So total, it would be 1,700. Now you yourself say you charge a 20% fee for the ad spend, which means 20% of seven, 750 would be 150. And that goes to your management fee. So you take that amount of money. Now, if the $600, that is spent on ads from the 750, you keep the, the remaining 150 plus your package is a thousand dollars. So you make one, like $1,150 from on. that's your company money from just one person a month. Okay. Now going back to going back to um, actually making this all, what was I saying? Yeah, so I forgot what I was saying. When you started marketing mm -hmm. and then you went into the real estate okay. department. So I went into the real estate aspect because yeah. I met a real estate agent and I realized that whether you're an attorney, you're a dentist, a doctor, any specific profession such as that will require marketing. <laughs> and you can go to certain individuals and real estate just 
I had an interest in real estate because it was, it was just something I was interested in. So just seeing his day-to-day life, like what he did as a real estate agent and like what separates the top real estate agents from like people that are struggling. It was all very interesting and just that field, like profession in general, just real estate. And I wanted to get into the marketing aspect of it. So I decided to just dedicate my time to just learn real estate marketing in general and how to create effective ads and how it developed over months at a time. Like I said before, I was struggling because I was kind of going about it, whether it went from your audience that you're reaching, just not being specific enough, like little minor tweaks, um, the platforms you were using. How do I put it? It's just so much little detail that you can fix yourself that would gen that'll create more leads and more people for the agent to have. And that's just kind of being in the field and like going through it to figure out what works and what doesn't age range, um, who you want to reach is your copy, which is your advertising, which is your advertising is the text that you are coming across with like effective is it catching people's attention and just you learn. I learned this over months and months at a time that I developed a uh, sort of guide, which is real estate marketing, like lead generation. And for people that are interested in that, that can be a separate video of just that in general. But can you explain to me the difference between one of your more recent, more successful um, marketing ads that you mm-hmm. put out compared to stuff you're putting out, say, several months ago? Mm-hmm. Several months ago. It was, I would put out, I created a fake Facebook account just to practice like how I'd set up the ads and I would never send them out, but just figuring out my problem was location that I was using the copy. It was very bland and just the amount I was putting, the amount of money I was putting into the ads the headlines, all these little things, they added up into an okay ad. Like it was just okay. And little tweaks I would make that made it better because the location I'd put in, depending on your market, you could put in like a specific city, um, whoever, like whoever you're trying to reach, like or a specific city, a zip code. So you're not wasting marketing dollars and then my reach and the age range I changed. The best I realized the age range to work with was 25 to 55 and gender, obviously you. Why those demographics? It was just the demographics that that was working. So I would mainly do older, like 32, like 30 to 40 was my first, which was very, very narrow. And 
most people at that age too, I realized have already had homes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But if you're reaching like just a little bit younger, which they're establishing around that age, like establishing like a solid income or whatever, and going out they're of college, married, yeah, getting out of college, anything like that, they're looking for a place to buy. That was just the, it was just the best to, for purposes of my ads. And the Facebook, on the Facebook uh, page that I would use would be the real estate agent's Facebook. And then I'd reach, like I said, the audience through specific like location. And my location was Santa Monica and I did a 10 mile radius from Santa Monica all around. So not only, uh, and I figured too, the best, I figured out the best reach was 100,000 people or more, like more or less. And no, hundred, my bad, 100,000 people um, or more, but less than a million. So you're reaching that many people, but you're also not wasting marketing dollars because the more people you reach, like obviously the more money it's going to cost you, but you've come to find out when you put in, like I said, when it comes to specific locations and stuff, it could be the people who are just visiting that are on Facebook and they see these ads, they're just visiting. They have no interest in buying homes. Like they don't, they're not actually like Santa Monica residents or people that are looking for like homes in that area. So it's just important to like be specific with that. So on the people that are clicking these ads on their side mm -hmm. of things, what are they seeing? Are, are these videos or these mm -hmm. pictures, um, just paragraphs and if they like it, um, how, what do they do after that? Do they click on it? Where do they go from there? Perfect. So as I was saying earlier, the important, the important <laughs> factor is important factors are cop like your copy, how you grab their attention and pictures are also very important. And Facebook gives you a, uh, options on how you want like 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 for pictures that you want to put out and there's an option called carouseling carouseling mm -hmm. and when you click that option it allows you to have multiple pictures right it cycles of, through. yeah it cycles through and you can click through the pictures and people can see and what i found that works too is you get a few pictures inside the home outside the home, the nice bathrooms, countertops in the house for the kitchens and all that. They're all just very nice quality pictures and you upload them into the ad. And also the headline could be, capital letters are very great, emojis, and just adding a sense of urgency and identifying a pain point. Like, are you tired of paying uh, this much or like attention attention people of Santa Monica or anything that like, like I said, identifying a pain point is very important. If, are you tired of paying um, too much on this yeah. aspect or do you, do you ever put home, like eight dates, like things are going to be selling out by this date or no, not, not so much dates. It's just adding urgency and like how home, 
prices have uh so what what they're doing right now it, it could be better basically mm-hmm. just comparing what what they have right now and mm-hmm. providing them with something better like uh, like like hot new homes in the area and like how you don't want to lie and say how do I and a lot of times when you're in the like in the field like researching like median prices of homes in the area you are a lot of the times it'll be more up to date than zillow or truly like any of these like real estate like websites and just like just you're just giving them information of like price reductions of homes and like the areas they're looking in and adding that sense of urgency before they, because the urgency, you're not lying because other people also may want that home and stuff. So it's important to have a call to action for them to go check out the home or like go to the real estate agent so that Mm -hmm. the real estate agent can then show them the home and stuff like that. So where do they go now after they've seen the So what I found too, is when you have, usually when you click, you'll put a, how do I put it? After that, at the bottom, you'll have like a link to fill out more information if they're interested. Yeah. And if you have too many questions, you'll see, like you can even see like through the ads when people don't, they get tired of filling out. All, they don't want to answer like, oh, this, this, and that, like so many questions. You kind of want to get straight to the point and just over it. So half the time, they won't even finish. Yeah. You know, it'll be like, there'll be so many blanks. And after that, no. So the simplest way to like... It shows you a time that, mm-hmm. that people like, stay on there. What, what, what is that like parameter? It's just, it's not a time. It's just how, how far people they've just... Gone? Yeah, how far they've gone. Like basically... Uh, they a Google questionnaire name? like thing. Yeah. It's like a question. You see too many and it's automatically it turns them off. Yeah. yeah. And like there'll be like too many blanks and all that. Got it. So basically the best way is just not full name, just first name. So it's nothing like official or yeah. just, you know, you're giving them a little leniency. So I just put first name, email, and just, you can do and the follow-up question, such as, what has interested you in checking out this home, or whatever. Yeah. But it's honestly not too necessary if they're already clicking, they're interested. But just important is email and first name for contact reasons. And that's all. Uh, oh, and a phone number. That's all that's really necessary. And then this allows, do you reach out to these people after? Or is that part of? That's a part of the agent after that. Oh, like okay. He'll take care of that. Got it. But how do I put it? Yeah, and if you send, because if you tend to send people to like different landing pages and just going through so many loops just for them to check out like more information on the home yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, you'll get lost. And exactly. Exactly what you just said. So... They fill out this information and then it just says, like, you'll, you'll contact them. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you it. contact them and uh, take them to homes in that budget range. Like, more homes also like this. Yeah. 
or just that specific in general and then just getting in contact at that point great i find it pretty uh just like that i'm kind of like taken back because it seems so simple from the user interface yeah and but there's so much more that goes behind the scenes of just exactly. a little post and where do these posts go up on um they're just on facebook feed mm -hmm. and basically for those that don't really use facebook like how, mm -hmm. how does that look like and let's see how do i it gives you an option on when you're making the ad it gives you options on where you want them to be right like stories even instagram like you can put them on stories or just the feed itself so your feed is basically what you're scrolling through, who you follow, and uh, it'll pop up, like the ads pop up on uh, just when you're scrolling through your feed. Mm -hmm. And that's how I have it set, because that's the best way. And for Instagram, when it comes to Instagram, it also will just pop on your feed. And that is just, how to, it just works the best. It doesn't, because also, it costs money to put ads in different places. So on Instagram, if you're promoting, like, after after someone's watching someone's story, after you'll see an advertisement, all that's a whole separate, like, ball game. And different Is that more money. expensive? Yeah. Well, it's not more expensive. It's just it, it'll also cost money to, like, do the ads. And what's most effective, too, with Instagram ads, like, if after a story just a nice video, say if it is a home or whatever, just a nice video of the home mm -hmm. and like little little bits of information to maybe like cause people to click on it differently. Yeah. But that's a whole other ball part and that I don't really spend too much time like learning about because Facebook is gives the best ROI overall over in the app itself. Yeah. Facebook. Okay. Got it. Because this the users on there and the age range of users. Mm -hmm. the age range of users that use Facebook. Got it. So uh, that is basically Facebook marketing yeah. in a nutshell. Poorly explained in some aspects, but <laughs> I tried my best. Because there's so much information, so much little detail yeah. that comes into it. And I don't want to just describe every little tiny bit of detail, but just make it as concise as possible. So it's... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is more of more or less your second business venture yeah in the last in the last year mm -hmm. your first one being tutoring mm -hmm. you want to talk about that and how you got started with that yes now tutoring that came about as when i'm in school and the whole marketing thing how I also had extra time and I could also make more money. So I, money follows value. And if you need money, just offer people more value. And a good way too, just for people interested in making money or if they need a little side hustle, anything like that, if you have a skill that people are willing to pay for, then you will automatically make money. And also important with tutoring, like you're connecting with the kids on a human level. So that way they are, they return. And it's not so much, you give them a few tutoring sessions and they're over it. 
or they don't need you anymore. It's no, you need consistent, like consistency in order right. to make more money. And I got into it because in high, in high school, I remember back in high school when I would be with friends in the library or whatever, and chemistry came pretty easy to me. And I just enjoyed the subject itself, which is not really like a popular subject to enjoy. So when we would be studying or just homework in general, I'd naturally just go and help. And we'd have little study groups. And in high school, I wanted to tutor like as I was older, other high school students, like when I was a senior or something, just for, I didn't really care about even getting paid. It was just so much helping others. So, you know, you can put that on a college resume, like, oh, I was a tutor and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So that was like a goal of mine, but I never did. So in college, I'm like, you know, why not give it a shot? Like, I know who I'm after. People in general chemistry, not organic or physical, just general itself, which is high school chemistry. Everyone has to take it. Exactly. So, and a lot of people struggle with it. So I was like, I'm going to be as specific as possible. I'm going to be a chemistry tutor. And I'm going to reach out to high school students, specifically like sophomores and juniors that take the subject and find kids that way. And it started with my friend's younger brother who's taking the subject that was struggling. And then from skateboarding, like when I would skate at the park, there was kids of all ages. And it just randomly happened that kids, it was a group of a friend group in that at the park, they all were sophomores and they and I asked them if they were taking chemistry and they talked about struggling, whatever. And I told them I was a tutor and it just got started from there. Then after that, it's just contact, getting in contact with parents. So it was my friend's little brother, which I already knew his parents. So that was easy. Yeah. That was an easy like way to get started. And uh, from those kids, I was like, oh, this is a perfect way to start out, you know. But... When I was first, when I was first starting out, because the kids that I met at the park, those weren't in my, when I was beginning, mm-hmm. I began when I started college in September is when I was like, you know what, I'm going to start this out. And I would, I was looking at the wrong, it's funny how you, because you learn so many lessons just from yourself of what you do wrong and not to repeat those same mistakes. So I was looking at like college for college students and like, Cause I, I thought it was weird. I'm like, why am I going to reach out to like some high schoolers, like try to be all buddy, buddy with them. Like it was just, it was just tough process for me and kids that I would get would not really respect your time flake last minute. Right. And how do you eliminate that? You know, if they don't respect your time, well then I implemented a cancellation fee. I got more well, before I was trying to tutor also like algebra, like algebra one and two. And like geometry, like throw in extra subjects, you know, so I can get more money. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, it's like, you don't need to, especially like, it'll be more of my time to like have to brush up on these subjects. Like, right. I mean, you do well in them, but you want, it's more important to like be really good at just one subject. That's what you, that's what you do and mm-hmm. you're known for. Yeah. So obviously after implementing like cancellation fee, like getting more specific, knowing who I need to reach out to. 
and realizing those kids won't be paying for tutoring as their parents. Like, oh, I'm gonna have to talk to parents. I'm gonna have to have a sales pitch, but not make it sound salesy, like I said with the marketing. Yeah. Connecting with them on a human, the human level, and just seeing if you will be a good fit for them. If you're not a good fit, then you don't tutor. You don't tutor them if they're looking for help in this area of subject and you really don't know, then you just say, hey, that's not what I'm good at. But yeah. So for those trying to get their feet wet with entrepreneurship, marketing, mm-hmm. business in general, being a shark, how did you get started with this? What was the first entrepreneurial venture that you you took people that have rubbed off on you from your childhood until now that have formed you into who you are now that it's someone that is hungry to learn more and to do more and entrepreneurship so so where did you start to be honest it started last year once i started once i got out of high school it started with the tutoring yeah it started with tutoring and then marketing just came with that as well marketing. It was, I, I started learning more about marketing and like I secured a real estate agent before I started tutoring, but that was, so that was probably my first business, I guess, but tutoring it tutoring made me more money faster because the whole business model behind it, I was able to just not understand better, but learn quicker than marketing. Cause marketing took a lot more time and uh, yeah, and just tutoring. It was just more so <laughs> you got to know the subject, just knowing how to close people and just helping the kid himself and marketing. is just so much little detail behind that. But, so tutoring was after that marketing was first. And it was after high school when all of high school, I honestly, I had ideas of what I wanted to do, like jobs I ended up with or anything like that, but kept coming back to feeling of feeling lost and not really knowing like where your path's going to be, which is really common. People our age, even people older, like late twenties, even thirties, I feel lost, but just to know yourself and know what you're good at. If you're good at talking to people, okay, like figure out what you can do with that. Like if you, like, exactly like getting along with people, any skill you have that can bring value to others, just build on it or any interest you have that could potentially be monetized to be a business, go for it, learn more about it and just don't be paralyzed by, oh, I don't know if I know that much about it, or maybe I need a little more time to like really learn more about it. Or, uh, man, I don't really know that much, like that specific amount in chemistry. So I'm just going to wait, but it's important just to like go for it. And you usually learn along the way, what you need to learn and what you already know, the knowledge you have is enough to start with. And as you grow and all that, it just, it only becomes natural at that point to get better at what you're doing. 
So after high school, it was so like finding myself in a way and going back to my strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and just. Were there things that you had to let go that it was tough to, tough to swallow things that you were bad at that you didn't really want to admit for a while or. Let's see. I was. What's the process of finding yourself? If we, if we go a little deeper there. If we went a little deeper, one of my bi- biggest like weaknesses, I guess. Well, not so much like subject wise. I was, I kind of, in high school, there was times when I would just half-ass my way through and just be fine with like a high C or low B. Like, okay, like I passed or that, like you're, you're cool with that. But it was more so I dug deeper, realized, hey, I'm, I'm a little lazy or like there's times when I'm just like, I am really lazy and I'm not doing anything and just kicking laziness in its ass and learning how to be more productive that comes with following your interests that can potentially make you money. And I had an interest in marketing and I knew that I was good at chemistry. So just a start to, me not being lazy anymore and just letting go of that was just taking action and into those two fields, I guess, those two business ventures. Right. And uh, whenever I'd feel a sense of laziness or like procrastination, like I could do that later. If I had time now, I just do it. So say if your room's dirty or any little thing, any like, I mean, anything like your parents ask you to do something or, you know, you have to take this by somewhere or run an errand like I'll do it later. And you end up putting it off and putting it off a good way to like just start is just, you know what? Stop grassing. Just do it. If you have time now, like you have, you see your room dirty, like I'm just going to do it right now. Just little tweaks. Developing healthy habits. Exactly. And getting rid of the, the, the sense bad of ones. responsibility and all that. And it develops you into a much better person. And you feel better about yourself. And you feel like, hey, I have <laughs> I have a purpose here. Yeah. Like I can I'm actually of meaning. Right. Your intuition has yeah. a force. Exactly. Are you in school right now? No, I just finished my first semester of college and technically I guess I'm dropping out because I'm taking, well, I'm taking time off of school. So I don't know if that's technically dropping out, but around a year or so to further just business in general and how I've worked with real estate agents and learned the business itself. I'm in the process of getting my real estate license. And I will be able to sell real estate once I'm licensed and just the whole business in general. Like I've just found a new love for it and how the hungrier you are, the more money you're going to make and weeding out the average agents from the top dogs and what they do differently, how they structure their days and learning. And from these two businesses is learning to, obviously structure your day for me making ads and putting in students in your schedule gives you like, you have to be there. You have to do things. 
in order to provide results and to make you money. And real estate's a very self-motivated business where people go into it like for the wrong reasons or just go in thinking it's an easy check and half-assing it and fail like hard and not make really any money. So it's all, and I've always enjoyed by about the business where you can work harder or like just work your ass off and end up getting a return on that by structuring your day properly, knowing how many people you have to call, who you're reaching out to, just little tweaks and your own personal work ethic can take you so far. And this is without school too. Like a lot of people think school is end all be all. And I've made most of my money, I've made all my money and I'm not even, and it wasn't even from college, like having another job or whatever, like getting a job outside of college. Like I guess the potential for marketing and tutoring, I never thought to scale it. It was just so I can make side income, like a good amount of side income from who I was tutoring, but marketing has the most potential because you can make easily six figures if you're good at what you're doing from just the clients themselves. And that requires no college, that just requires your own knowledge in what you're doing and yeah. So what's in your head now? What's like a normal day now? that you're taking time off from mm -hmm. school. Yeah. Air quotes. Comparing that to when you still were in school, mm -hmm. what, what are the advantages? What are the disadvantages of that? The advantages are, well, you have more time and that can be a good and bad thing. You can either waste your time scrolling through social media, like not doing much, or you can leverage your time and just structure your day around what you need to do and what you want to do. So now that I'm outside of school, you know, I don't worry about class or doing any big assignments, or so to say, and you just structure your day on what you want to get done and what you need to do. Like, I'm not marketing anymore. And this week is my last week of tutoring because school is out now for Torrance High. And now it's just, I will have, so technically right now, like after this week, I will not be making any money. Why are you not marketing right now? Because I want to pursue something totally different, which is not, I mean, not totally different, but in real estate, but minus the marketing, like I said, it was. I felt something was missing. Like marketing was very cool. Like you're attracting people to the agents themselves. Right. But it was kind of a, I don't know how to put it, not really lonely, but I felt like there was more that I can do. Like also from what I've learned from marketing and just myself, like also why not just be an actual real estate agent? And so that way, if I really wanted to, I could do these ads myself or just go out and talk to people myself, which is what the skills that of talking to parents and closing them for 
the tutoring service because at the end of the day if you're not closing you're not making any money and how important the skill of closing really is and it's just so like if you have the hunger like how you can make money and just i want to be able to actually close people on these homes yeah i'm attracting them to people like getting their attention but I'm not doing anything to actually make the big money that the other agents are making. Right. So I can potentially make more money being an actual agent itself and uh, using the skills that I've learned to just dive right into it. So I stopped, yeah, so I stopped marketing to pursue this fully. And which is why I'm in the the process process of getting your license. So every day I structure, I have to knock out a certain goal like i do i do an online i have an online course to get certified and i pay for that and there's a certain amount of modules you have to go through and amount of hours you have to spend in order to be licensed and take the take the exam to be a, to be an agent and uh get a structure in my day around doing that here and there and like knocking out a certain amount and having a deadline is important like when you want to finish by Cause then it gives you, it also gives you more incentive and hold yourself, hold yourself more accountable to finish. So when's the, the date, the goal that you have finished early, to have it fin- early, early July, early like July. Yeah. It's quick. Like July 5th, around July 5th to 10th. Okay. That area. And then after that, you're after that, then it's just taking the exam, waiting on your results, getting licensed. But in the meantime, I've met agents and you've, and for marketing, I've built a network of agents to talk to and other agents that they know. So you just reach back out to them and say, Hey, I have an interest in actually being an agent this time or not coming from like, as the marketer, I'm now the agent and they can help you with the process and all that. Even there's a reason like when you go to college, you're learning the information from your degree but why they also stress the importance of internships is getting work experience and knowing what you're going to be doing once you're in that field. So just getting the work experience from them, working with them, even if it's working for free, you're gaining great experience from successful agents that are making, that are making the money. Not, I'm not talking about struggling agents and just getting knowledge that can be nothing but beneficial for you. So by the time you are licensed, you already know what their day in life includes, how they're structuring, who they're calling, and just you've learned the business so well that by the time you do that, you just jump right in and go for it. So you are forming people that you're going to be going after, um, Mm -hmm. areas that you're going to be pursuing. What, what's an ideal place that you want to start at? Right back in Marina Del Rey where I was working with... Because that's the area you know best. They, yeah, so far. I know best and I know those agents and they're not, they're not mediocre agents. Like they know what they're doing and they're making very good money and they're making very good money for a reason because they're good at what they do. If they're good at what they do, they have nothing but knowledge to teach me. And I'm not asking anything... And then for return, 
I'm just giving my time that I have, putting it to use since it's summertime and I'm out of work, but also a very good savings, which can cover my expenses for another good three months without needing an actual job. And that's also the importance of saving and money management itself. A lot of people, they have jobs or like at our age, especially like 18 through like in college, like having jobs and it's hard to save, but it's also, you, you can even look deeper into it and like, okay, what are you spending your paycheck on? Are you saving any of your paycheck? Can you put at least a little bit away? Are, are you spending it on clothes? Anything that you don't really need that could be put away or like just invested into something else that can make you more money. Right. So another skill I've learned is just proper money management and having a good savings. So if you fall on hard times or if something happens and you need it, like right now I don't have a job is basically a vacation because you don't have any responsibility to do work for other people, but also you have a good amount saved up so you can right. also enjoy things and go out. So yeah, it's basically a vacation, a paid vacation because it's your money that you have. So going back to the people that you're going to be surrounding yourself with, people mm -hmm. that you've uh, had contacts with through, yeah. through your marketing venture, mm -hmm. what are the benefits of surrounding yourself with competitive um, real estate agents? And, because isn't it, in a sense, every man for himself? Mm -hmm. So what what are the benefits of surrounding yourself with people who are taking a massive so massive amounts of your competition essentially what's funny is like i was saying with real estate and like how competitive of a marketplace that actually is there's so many people in there and there's so many mediocre agents that give it a bad stereotype and don't follow through with what they really need to be doing, like researching homes, researching areas, and just knowing the market in general. Yeah. And these guys, they know what they're doing. So the, the competitive nature of just who's going to like make the money and like who secures who. Yeah. It's just great to be around. And if you're afraid of competition, then, then that's also not a good thing. It's important to be competitive and to be, that's why it's always important to strive to be the best. Like have that self-belief that you can bring people value and that you know what you're doing. And in order to feel that way or not even fake that feeling, but really truly feel that way is doing your research in your marketplace, knowing what these people want and just how, how many hours you put in to your own work and schedule. So what's going to be, say, your work day? Like in the future, what do you plan on making your, like the schedule for each day being, mm -hmm. um, are you going to be going out into the fields and being, showing people houses? Mm -hmm. uh, how, how's that going to look? As far as once I do get licensed right. and in that, in that process, it's how I would schedule my day in the morning. It's just, you got to, important thing in real estate too is when you go to certain people, 
it's there's different you approach them different ways if it's expired listing if it's like anything like that there's different ways you want to approach those people and pursue a conversation so there's scripts available for these and just nailing the scripts and not knowing them word for word but also since you know them word for word you can they're malleable so that way you can like you add your own little spin on it but like also following how to approach these people and yeah also connecting that human to human like i said important skill and it's a good amount of time just scripts and role playing with other people just practicing like objections or whatever like oh uh we'll have to think about it or i don't really know at this time i'll have to talk to my wife like pushing past those objections and just practicing also just talking going out actually talking to people so i don't have a set exact schedule what i'll be doing until i will be in that field but as of now like what i'm thinking about is how a good amount of my time will be for role playing scripting and then going out and talking to people and just securing appointments from then on out got it i think that essentially wraps up a lot of the things that we had planned um last things that you want to tell people people that are on the fringe of either wanting to start their own business wanting to become a real estate agent wanting to drop out or take time off what are the these things like how do you jump off that deep end well what's something that you've learned from all these experiences that you can tell people that can help them grow knowing that nobody can nobody but yourself has control of your own work ethic and how much work you want to put in not quitting and just sticking with it 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 would have been very easy for me to quit like the whole marketing thing like you know I'm sorry like I couldn't provide your results but have you tried everything have you tried your dip, changing your approach any little tweaks like i said that you can just change and see what works can make or break you like be be the difference of you succeeding and failing is by so much of just changing like i said your approach and if you're on the fringe of dropping out or staying in college would be depending on what you want to do if you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, anything like that, specific any specific profession such as that that requires a secondary like education, like an accountant, engineer, like you need years of schooling after that to in order to learn and be proficient. And as far as anything business related, not in those fields or just regarding on your own personal skills of knowing what to do that's dependent on you and no college degree is required and i've realized this because of working in marketing and how hey if i put in i even know this now like there was times when i wouldn't put in as much effort as i could have 
and knowing how I could have made more money. And if I had more clients, I only had one client and I'm not, it feels weird calling him a client because you gain a close relationship over these almost as past partner, year. Almost. Yeah, your partner. And I only had one. If I had multiple, I'd be making way more money. And just knowing that you're offering this person tremendous value because they're making more money. And in return, you're getting a piece of that money. It's just, you realize that, oh, a college degree wasn't required. It was your own personal skills and work ethic. And just, you know, if you have any, any type of drive or want to try something mm -hmm. outside the box, it's harder for everybody in their personal situations. Some people, they need to stay in college because of parents or just other reasons. It's just also, now that we're so young, it's easy. It's easier to take these risks and just go for it. Even do it on the side and like put most of your effort toward it. Because my mom is coming, also coming from a place where school is, is a must and you need it. It's just building and showing like them that you have the drive and the will to really follow through with what you're saying and like your whole business idea or whatever. And showing also results in how you're growing, like you're learning more, you're learning more about the business. Even if you're not making money or anything at the time, it's just, you're dedicated. You're dedicated to just like, like, like learning. Yeah. Just giving your full effort and not using college as an excuse to drop out because you're lazy or you don't want to go to school it's very important to stay in school if, if you are in fact lazy because it gives you something to finish and to work on if you're going to sit at home and not do anything and say like oh i'll start later like i'll start this business later like hey yeah you're right you don't need college it just gives you more of an excuse and incentive just to put everything off and mm -hmm. not even work at all yeah something that i took away of what you just said you got to know what you want to do and you got to backtrack from that mm -hmm. and be self-motivated. Yeah. It's a common thing with content creators, entrepreneurs. The thing that they share is that you don't really need a schooling mm -hmm. for much of both industries. Exactly. Per se. And the quickest way to get what you, what you want is look at other people that have that. Exactly. And then you, you learn from them, you cut the corners from their mistakes, but you got you got to backtrack from the things that they've done. Exactly. And if school, if you're in school right now, and like you said, if, if you're lazy and that's something that's, it, it buys you time. Essentially, it buys mm -hmm. you time because you have three, four, five more years until you're going to be really, really pushed to find exactly. what you need to do find a, a living per se but if you're an entrepreneur um if you're an entrepreneur and you have that entrepreneurial blood in you then believe in believe in yourself believe in that and start now because the quicker you start the quicker you're going to get trust from others the quicker you're going to get things rolling for yourself and learning so 
thing that's most important is know who you are, know what you want, and then just chase that. And going back to the thing we were talking about before, the way you succeed in anything is just by doing it long enough. If you do it long enough and you're learning from the things that are failing in front of your face, Mm -hmm. exploding in front of your face, if you try it from different angles every single day for forever, then you're going to be sprinting in the long run. If you zoom out and look at your life from a bird's eye view and these little day-by-day interactions, failures that you're going through, your anxiety that you're battling, these things are not going to be able, you're not going to be able to see it in the big picture. Looking back 10, 15, 20, 50 years from now, nothing's going to matter but except the failures and the successes that you've you've made and the, the way you've been able to react and react positively or negatively to those things. Exactly. And it, it's all in your hands. So go chase that dream, that hunger if you're an entrepreneur because... Uh, Believe in yourself yeah. and use fear as a motivator. If you're scared, and a common thing too... I want to add, which is very important, is I felt like I was undeserving of the money that I was getting. Because once you would close, you're like, oh, wait, oh shit, now I get paid mm-hmm. because you just sold them on what you're doing and what you can provide. And you came with tutoring and marketing. I'm like, oh, now I'm actually making this amount of money. I'm like, well, that's actually kind of a lot. I'm like, shit, do I really know much? Like, you feel, you feel undeserving because we come from a place of making minimum wage or just not, not being out of, not even finishing school or anything. You have minimum wage jobs or just like average paying jobs. And once you can get like a bigger chunk of that money, it's your whole mindset has to change because it's two different. If you work at a restaurant, anything like, jobs like traditional jobs that you think of as people at our age like teenagers or young adults is you're easily replaced and if you stop working they will easily find a replacement and when you get into the world of business and you have specific skills related to business and give people money the ticket the, the ticket is much different like the potential for making more money is much greater and just be focusing your time and energy on uh uh, a useful skill that you can bring to the marketplace and money always follows value and just believe in yourself and know that even if other people don't or discourage you from doing it, just know that uh, you are deserving of this money if you know what you're doing and can provide results. I want to end on this. Uh, I was watching this discovery channel, like, series that they have on Netflix. I don't know if it even is Discovery Channel, but it's it shows the different environments, the different natural habitats of animals and predators and essentially working a minimum wage job, working in a place where you're a movable part, you're you're getting a treat. You're mm. you're getting a bone thrown at you. 
But one once you really get into the real world where the money's at, you're catching your own. You're catching your you you're preying on things. Yeah. And for me, that mindset of getting out of that feeling of do I deserve this treat? Yeah. Did I do a good trick? Mm-hmm. Like you needed to just distinguish the two different realities. Yeah. And once you can realize that your catch is all yours, then the next catch is going to, it just becomes better and better. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're not, you're not a dog. You are, you're a wolf. Yeah. So you got to go and catch your own and you got to enjoy that because personally, when I, made my first money from even doing graphic design, something that it's something that from the standpoint of someone who knows nothing about graphic design, they look at what I created. My first ever electronic press kit that I made for an artist. Um, the, the, if you look at that from someone who has no idea what that is, then it is overwhelming that you have no idea how to make that. But if you're looking at your own work, and you're criticizing it because it's not as good as you pictured it. These things are, you're looking at yourself essentially in the wrong way. You got to look at yourself from the bottom of the mountain each time looking up at what you've created. And there we go. That's it. Um, Sebastian, I think we had a killer episode today for those wanting to get their feet wet in marketing becoming their own entity, their mm-hmm. own business venture, their own money-making machine, breaking out of the cycle and doing something completely different. Real estate. There, there's so much that people can take away from this, and it was a pleasure having you on. So Pleasure being here, and thank you again for having me. Absolutely, man. Hopefully we'll get you on here very soon. I know we're going to be, yeah, updates every now and then. We're going to get you on here, and hopefully we can get some business done together in the future. Yeah. And I'm excited. So thanks again. Thank you.